Hey Knuckleheads and welcome to Dopey Knuckles, a podcast dedicated to taking an often but not always humorous look at drugs, addiction, recovery, and all the craziness in between. My name is Chuck LaFlanche. Make no mistakes, folks. I am not trying to glamorize the addiction lifestyle, nor am I trying to minimize the seriousness of the disease of addiction. Make no mistakes, it is a disease and all too often a fatal one. So we've come to another What's Up With That Wednesday. And normally what I do today is I unpack some tips and how they would relate to myself, but we have a special guest today. We're going to call him Sarcasmo. He just got his first nickname. <laughs> he didn't know this going into it, but that's what it is. And before we get to that, though, just a couple things I'd like to cover, guys. The uh, the PSA, the public service announcement, brought to you by Bossy Bitch. Until I get myself some, a company willing to own that little piece of real estate inside the Dopey Canuck Show. So... PSA, folks, is about Narcan and how I believe that there should be a lot more of it available in that even if you are never going to be around irresponsible opioid opioid use, that perhaps you should consider having some with you anyway because you never know when it's going to be around you. Uh, a couple of great examples of that that I always talk about. I was out with my little brother, the dirty hippie, got a phone call, somebody needed some. We didn't need it in the end, but just the fact that he had it and we were able to go over there right away with it was really comforting. And another time I was in a house when somebody overdosed and one of the fellows went running out the door, banging on the neighbors and, and just looking for somebody, anybody that might have had Narcan. So it's free. It's available at most pharmacies and it's compact. It doesn't take up much room in your life. And, and nowadays, actually, some jurisdictions, not all, have free nasal Narcan as well. So you don't even have to give anybody a needle. I mean, it's just a little nasal spray that you, you know, it's a one shot, one deal kind of thing. And you can save the life of somebody that that's loved and, and that loves and every one of these lives truly matters folks so please consider having a narcan around if you don't know where to pick one up please just reach out to me uh, through the website dopeyconnect.com or .ca they both get you to the same place you can email me dopeyconnect at gmail.com and get me on the facebook page dopeyconnect i will do the legwork for you if you don't know where they are right so thank you for that uh speaking about the website we've added some new things to it it's a Every day, we, we continue to work on that. Casper has been working diligently behind the scenes to keep my ass on task when it comes to the website. And we've now added uh, online therapy is one of the things you can purchase through the website, as well as uh, drug test kits. So there's, there's kits for testing your drugs to make sure that they are pure if you're still in active addiction or still in that lifestyle. I hope you're not, but hey, you know, it's uh, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just... Uh, hopefully help you to make things a little safer for yourself and also drug tests drug tests for parents that might want to uh test their kids or well drug tests for anybody who needs them but that was the idea behind putting them there those are both through partners they're not supplied by dopey canuck but i'm assured that in both cases they are fast shipping and discreet shipping because those things can be important when it comes to that type of thing so anyway folks i'm sitting here with sarcasmo he is a young adult a little more hip to the groove, if you will. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on, Sarcasmo. Of course, I like the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been worse, right? We got yeah. we got Chicken Little, or you know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? I always laugh because not everybody can be fuck around and find out. You know, he's got like the best nickname ever, but you know, we can't all be that guy. So, 
So what we're going to do today, folks, is we're going to do the unpacking of some tips, but I'm going to read them to Sarcasmo and get him to respond just because he's a little, you know, he's past the teen years now, but he's, he's much closer than I am. That's for goddamn sure. And we're going to just have a bit of fun and unpack 10 tips for saying no. Right. So let's, uh, let's do that now. I'll type it in. All right. So first one up here is from wikihow.com and it's tips for saying no to drugs and alcohol. So perfect. Right. Absolutely perfect. So, all right, my man. So let's talk a little bit about you before we get into the how to's. You've had some experience with with drugs and I don't know if addiction is too far, but you certainly went down that road. What, what can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, uh, I started using, uh, drugs and alcohol, I guess. Around. So, so what did you start? What was your first drug? Um, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe alcohol just cause it was like most easily accessible. Of course. How old were you when that, when you tried alcohol? Uh, I must've been with my friends in about grade nine or grade 10. So 14, 15 kind of thing? So yeah, around then. Yeah. Yeah. Was it an instant, well, I love this, or how'd, the, how'd that go? Um, yeah, I guess I didn't really know my limits, right? So I, I blacked out the first time I drank with my friends. And the first time yet? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like that. <laughs> I didn't like the feeling. I didn't like not remembering. But I did like kind of like picking up with my friends in the morning and like going about our business and just you know, some of the shenanigans, you see the pictures and it's like, oh, it's a great time. So, That's a great time until it isn't, right? Even yeah. Days. I kept yeah. giving it another shot and, uh, <laughs> because quittance for quitters. Yeah. Like I shouldn't say things like that. <laughs> and I, I guess I just kind of branched out from there. Okay. So next up, what's after booze? Uh, probably, yeah, weed. Weed. And how old were you with weed? Same age or? Yeah. Same age, like yeah. a couple months yeah. apart. Yeah. Same friends. Was that, was that a love so, affair at first sight kind of thing or? How yeah. I like that a lot more because you don't really get a hangover, so to speak. Yeah. And no, no, you might just right. raid the fridge a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. My, my grandfather and I used to argue, fuck the way ever. When I was, when I was about 17, we started having that argument and, and he was a drinker, right? Uh, he's, right? he's long since passed now, but you know, he put back six, 12, 18 beer in a day, every day. Right. And, you know, for sure, it's fucking weed. He'd go on about, you know, the devil's weed and that. And I'd say, Grandpa, nobody ever went home and beat the shit out of their wife because they had too much to smoke. <laughs> right. And, you know, maybe yeah. the fridge, maybe the fridge. You know, yeah. but he used to have some fun with him on that. I don't think I ever won the argument, but neither did he. So, you know, here we are. But okay. Now the harder stuff. Okay. So the harder stuff, I started out, I guess, with cocaine at a party. I just walked into a bathroom. There's some people there. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, like, you want to try some of this? I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I've seen this in the movies. And, and what's that, that Coke? Yeah, it was Coke. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I don't know. I've There's a history of addiction in my family, but I figured like I've, I'd seen enough of it to be smart about it. And, yeah. Like, yep. you know, just kind of dip my toes. And how'd that work out for you? Oh, not great. <laughs> no, no way. No. no, no. So how long would you say before it was a problem? Uh, Maybe six months to a year, just kind of dabbling and like, whatever powders i assume were coke at parties yeah yeah. and uh before i knew it like i wasn't really going to school anymore i was just hanging out all week you know riding around in the car acting like goons no kidding eh yeah so so yeah and then was there rock bottom is such a relative term for for everybody because it's you know my first rock bottom was like a thousand times better than my last rock bottom was that's for sure you know so was there a rock bottom point for you where you said enough is enough yeah, there was. Uh, 
it was one day like a bunch of my teachers and my parents came together to try and sort of fix what was going on or like address what was going on help me come up with a plan to fix my life okay and uh that lunch break i'd gone out with some friends and i did like cocaine off of a ds and i don't know it just hit me kind of weird because i was like oh man i had one of these when i was like a kid and yeah. it just kind of like took the innocence out of me a little bit you okay. know and then i went back to school go back to class i'm still kind of like a little twitchy i feel like pissed off right I get called to the office, and there I am, sitting with my parents and my teachers. It's like intervention style. Oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't know, but like it was just like a prearranged thing that I had forgotten about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like ambush intervention shit going on here. But no, oh, no. Okay. It just... was like a pre-discussed thing that I was just oblivious to because I was... Fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, And is that is that when you... Like you, you admitted to to drug use at that point. Is that what happened, or no? I just made some promises, like I'll fix this, and then I didn't. I just kept acting like an asshole, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. So what? I mean, you're not doing it now. So at some point, yeah, something happened. Some somewhere along the uh, line. Can, can you define that moment when you decided to quit? Or? Yeah. So like, I had a couple of awakening moments, so to speak. I don't know if there's like anything in particular that really like hit me, mm-hmm. but I guess. Uh, like, I got kicked out. It was getting cold out. <laughs> and I thought I had a place to stay with my friend. Their parents weren't okay with it. So I had to, to sleep outside a couple nights. And That'll get your attention in a hurry, eh? You know, I've, I've, unfortunately, I've been there, too, a few times, and I know it can be. <laughs> yeah. I can sure get your attention. kind of sucks, for sure, yeah. And no I went to, like, the hospital to try and get myself out of it. I went to rehab once, and that's kind of when I decided to make some changes good for you for doing that then yeah uh, it's it's funny I, I know sarcasm quite well but we've never gone over this part of his history at all so it's uh it, this is enlightening and news to me too folks as as we're recording right now so yeah i mean it's it's nothing compared to what other people go through you know? uh but that's uh, see and i and I, I i'll just say bullshit to that one not in what you're saying but into that idea yeah um because everything is so relative right that's true um and the extremes of that that i try and explain to people when I explain this concept because really it's more of a concept in my head sometimes that it's hard to verbalize but to a 15 year old girl Tommy not thinking she's cute is every bit as traumatic to her as a grown ass man losing his job and not being able to feed his family That's everything's true. relative right so we can't say compared to other people because our experiences are all we have to compare it to really at the end of the day right so that's true you know and so no that I mean being at your age or at that age, I shouldn't say your age because you're older now, but at that age and not having anywhere to sleep for one night could be a fucking awful thing, right? You know? Yeah, it never scared mind, me. Never mind more than one, right? So, yeah. Well, and I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did because, you know, it only gets harder and harder to quit. Fuck, that's for sure. Okay, well, so now that we got some of the serious stuff out of the way, we don't want to dive too much into that because this is supposed to be a bit of a lighter episode. <laughs> yeah. And I, I should say that, folks. <laughs> Mondays, when we do the Memorial Mondays, are really taxing on me. Uh, emotionally, they're really hard to do. Um, Keeping in mind, when you listen to an episode from a Monday, you listen to it once, maybe twice, behave hey, more than that if I'm really doing my job right. But for me, by the time I've actually laid that out and published it in part or in full, I probably listened to it 20 times, right? So it's like, it's really taxing on me. So when we do the Tuesday thing, you know, I try and keep things a little bit lighter. By the time we get to Wednesday, I just want to keep things laughing a little bit more. Um, and not get real serious into things. And, and that's what these are supposed to be. You're supposed to have a little bit of fun with them, right? Because I know Monday's coming again soon. Right? 
and I can't do that to myself all week long. I just can't. All right, let's get into tips on how to say no to drugs and alcohol. We'll figure out how many there is as we scroll through because this is all new. All right, Sarcasmo. Number one, make an excuse. You can make up something or you can make something up or use a real excuse as to why you can't. This could be as simple as needing to get home or you could blame it on your strict parents or a drug test at your job. Keep the excuse short and simple for the best results. And then it gives some examples, but we don't need examples because that's why we're sitting here today. So right. what do you think of that one? Is it making an excuse going to get you out of it? Is that going to keep you sober? I feel like depending on the excuse. So what do you, it gives me examples, but I want you to give me an example then, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I have to work in the morning, right? Or, you know, I live pretty far and I have to drive home. Nobody else can pick me up. That's uh, fair. Yeah. I have to see my grandma in the morning. Ooh, pull the grandma card. Right? Yeah, grandma <laughs> Nobody card. fucks with grandma <laughs> card, right? Uh, so, and with the benefit of recent retrospect and hindsight, do you think that would have worked? Do you think you think you would have done it for one if you had to, and do you think it would have worked? I feel like it probably would have worked if I gave it a good shot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. All right. So number two, use a little humor. Deflect the situation by making a joke out of it. This works well with people you don't know or acquaintances who might try to pressure you. Avoid using derogatory humor so you don't offend anyone else. So you could say, fuck those examples. Derogatory humor is the only kind I know, really, if I'm in a public right. place. But so what do you, what's, what do you think of A, just is you using humor? Is that a legitimate tactic in your mind? Yeah, I think humor is a good tactic, especially if people try and attack you for it. It's a good way to... Get okay, out of that well, situation. I'm going to jump on that one, that comment for a second, trying to attack you for it. I feel like that whole peer pressure thing, and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm disconnected, because I'm fucking Graybush now, but is that a thing? Like, do people actually peer pressure people still into doing shit that they don't want to do? I mean, as far as drugs go, anyway, right? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I, I'd say it's definitely still a thing, but it, it doesn't look like the corny videos they show you, right? <laughs> Come on, man, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> you a, can do it. It's yeah, a bit more right. subliminal, like... I spent all this money and you're not gonna you're not gonna do any. Right? Oh, see, but that's that, well, it's just as effective, I guess, as far as I can't do all this right? by myself. So when you say that all this money that I spent on it, kind of thing, right? One of the things that I tell people, and not that people come to me about advice for quitting all the time, but when I hear somebody say, "I'm going to quit on Friday" or "This is my last bag" or whatever, right. so just when you said like I spent all this money on it, nobody ever quit that with planning on it. You're either quitting or you're not, and right now is the fucking time. So myself, I've quit a few times and a few times I've thrown out a pretty massive bag, right? <laughs> you know, a lot yeah. of money in the process. The money's already been spent. So fuck it, right? <laughs> you know, it's not going to, you know, there's no win to be had by finishing a bag. But anyway, so kind of cut you off there on that. But so humor, humor. All right. Uh, number three, change the subject. Offer an alternative that you can do instead if you're with friends. If you're with friends, suggest doing an activity or grabbing a bite to eat. It might just be the push they need to put down the drugs or alcohol and do something a little easier, for example, blah, blah, blah. So, effective subject or tactic, changing the subject? I think so, and I think this kind of ties into the other strategies. Like, oh, you'll find that these fucking lists do that. You just wait and see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Because, right? I mean, if you distract them enough to forget about trying to get you to do drugs, you could just, yeah, go play basketball or go get some pizza. But, I mean, they could be high. Not everybody's going to quit just because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do right? this, and, right? And it's really not your concern at the end of the day. Yeah. Me, but, so, so, I mean, like, you can walk away from the, the situation entirely. Or if you're really concerned, yeah, you can try and distract them and go do something else. I think that's a 
good fair strategy. Enough, fair enough. I, I got to see. This is why you're doing this. Why we're, why we're sitting here with you? Because me, I'm like, yeah, fuck that, man. That's not going to work. So yeah. this is why we have somebody that's more hip to the groove. Fuck, I love saying that, right? I mean, you could get somebody to just like play some video games in the living room, even. But right? isn't that more fun? Hi, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but if <laughs> you want to slow them down kidding. a little bit, yeah, be like, yeah. hey, man, like, why don't you play some Fortnite for a little bit? Yeah, just dial it back. <laughs> I totally see what you're saying. Totally yeah. See what you're saying. Okay, number four. Oh, I like this one. Offer to be the designated driver. I'll read the book. Oh, yeah. We don't have to. Let your friends know that you are staying sober to drive them home. Most people won't pass up on the chance for a free ride, so they probably won't hassle you anymore about it. Tell everyone at the beginning of the night so they don't offer you anything at the party or club you're going to. So, what do you think of this one? Uh, this is a great option. I mean, personally, I wouldn't have turned down a ride. So no, if, right. you're, if you're the DD, like right on, yeah, you can be sober. I'm not going to bother you. I think, you. yeah, like, we don't even need to really go into this one that much because it's kind of a yeah, no-brainer. Like, right? Even if you go to the bar and you tell like your waitress, hey, I'm I'm DDing tonight, like they'll help you stay sober the whole night. Absolutely, <laughs> right? Because that's the day and age we live in, right? You know? Yeah. Which is fucked because that doesn't happen with dope. So why is it, you know, right? Okay, so uh, number five, act like you're too busy. See where they're going here? See how they start to kind of fucking double mm-hmm. back on themselves yeah. on these? Oh, I hate this. Anyway, just deflect, deflect. I'll read it, I'll read it. Distract yourself with another activity. You're distracting yourself instead of somebody else with another. Fuck, come on, right? Anyway, show people that you can't be bothered to try drugs and alcohol. If you're at a club, head to the dance floor to shake your stuff. <laughs> That's as awesome as hip to the groove. If you're at a party, offer, the DJ, uh, offer to be the DJ and pick a few new songs. So... Act like you're too busy. What's that go for you? How's that one run? I feel like I've, I've tried this, but eventually you're going to run out of people to talk to. Because they're uh, like, oh, that. who's yeah. this dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shaking your stuff, though? Like, let's... let's not... <laughs> yeah. Just turning your back on people, giving See, them elbows. See, we're not elbows. on video, but you can't... He's actually starting to chair dance. We're right now, guys. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, explain the dangers of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> okay, this works well if your close friends are offering you something. Keep in mind that this may not make you very popular. Well, it's not. <laughs> and there's no guarantee that your friends will heed your advice. Don't hound your friends. Instead, express your feelings and tell them that you care about them and say things like, no thanks, that stuff is bad for you. I feel like they're plucking some low-hanging fruit here now just trying to fill up the list. But what do you think of that? This sounds like classic D.A.R.E. program. Like... Right, doesn't it though? <laughs> doesn't it? Right, you know? And it, not to, I mean, take away from the D.A.R.E. program. I just... I don't ever think the D.A.R.E. program made a fucking difference in anybody's life. I really don't. For all the money that they put into that. No. I remember when they came to our schools, the last thing on my mind when I did my first rail or my first crack hoot was D.A.R.E. (laughs) You know, that's for sure. It's your brain. It's your brain on drugs. Well intended, but a lot of money spent on something that wasn't all that effective, right? Yeah, that's a whole other animal. Oh, my God. So, guys... Cocaine is bad for you. I could just imagine, right? Like, fuck. Right? Yeah. Put, put on your white guy voice. You're going <laughs> to ruin somebody's high, that's for sure. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm thinking that one gets a low rating. Moving on. Number seven, be honest. Okay. Open up to your friends about why you don't like drugs and alcohol. This works well if it's a close friend offering you a substance. People are more likely to respect your decision if you have a solid reason. You can say something like, but we're not doing that. So we're getting you to. So okay. be honest. How's that go for you? Be honest about it. This... I think this one works. I I had a friend. I won't say his name. I won't not. say the school. Of course not. But uh, I ran into him one time when I was just walking around. I was like, "Hey man, you want to smoke a joint with me? Like, you want to go? I don't know, mess around?" He said, "No, I've I've seen my family, and I don't want anything to do with that. But I'll hang out with you." And I was like, "Oh, that's okay. awesome." So did you guys end up hanging out that? Yeah, time? we hung out. We hung out like for weeks. It was. That's awesome. That's actually that's really good. And I, I just kind of felt for him, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I respect. Good. I respect. So hopefully, do that. you know, positions reverse. People would, you know, 
feel that way about you too, for being honest. I like it. I like it. And I mean, again, we're in a different time now, right? I don't even know if it's a different time. It's that whole cheesy dare shit again, though, right? Where that peer That's pressure true. was so blatant and obvious. And like, it never really happened like that, though, did it, right? No. And here's the thing about peer pressure. If I got a big bag of Coke... I'm not in a rush to fucking share it with anybody, right? It's expensive, you know? So, That's true. You know, I wasn't trying to push it on anybody like they say, you know, I don't know I, whether times have changed or whether or not we're just a little less, uh, you know, into the bullshit now. Number eight, keep saying no. If you turn them down firmly and repeatedly, they'll eventually give up. True. You might sound like a broken record, but eventually the person pressuring you will get the message. No is a complete sentence, so you don't have to add anything else or make any other excuses if you don't want to. So I'm a huge believer in no being the end of a conversation, right? Oh, Whatever that is, right? And especially, you know, women, sex, all of that, anything to do with anything. I don't have to explain my no's and nobody does, Yeah. right? So um, no, keep saying no repeatedly. How do you rank that one in there? How do you feel about that one? From personal experience and like cleaning up my act, I can vouch for that one. I'd say it takes maybe four or five no's. Before. That many, that many. That surprises me, but well, yeah. I guess it's be individual to the circumstance, right? But yeah. it's a little annoying, yeah. But like, I'd say five no's max, and then people are like, "Oh, okay, this is lame. I give up." Right? Well, good, good. Yeah. So okay, okay. Number nine. Explain that you're in recovery. So this is, of course, if it's a thing. If you struggle with an addiction, let people know when they offer. You don't have to go to great detail. Simply just tell them you are sober and don't mess with that stuff anymore. Most people will respect that, and some might even congratulate you on your decision. Uh, I wish people were that good, and yeah. like good in their heart, but there are definitely people out there that might try and sabotage you. Especially so, dealers, eh? Yeah. Like anybody selling it, even like on a low, small scale, in yeah. my experience. Yeah, yeah they're, so. they're absolutely down with fucking with your recovery right you know so so yeah like if it's a trusted person they'll probably already know this about you right and i was just about to say i was just about to say if you're in recovery what the fuck are you doing with those people anyway yeah <laughs> you know like you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for fuckery now you know in a big way i kind of think that one's kind of bullshit only because right like yeah let's not get to that point you know Number 10, take a non-alcoholic drink with you at parties. If someone offers you anything, point your cup and say, I'm good. People are less likely to pressure you to drink if you already have a cup in your hand. Okay, fair enough. You can bring a drink ahead of time or you can simply pour one of the chasers or mixers into a cup without any alcohol. Effective technique? Uh, yes. Hell yes, right? I mean, we're not really talking about booze on this one, but and that's not to say booze isn't you know one of the, the big ones here, but we've been kind of the, the conversation's been more about drugs than, than alcohol. Um, and that said... Every time I bring alcohol up, I have to go into just one of one of the people in my life um, made a point of calling me once about making sure that I included alcohol in this in the show and, and, and how dangerous it was. Right. And it's actually worse. So now that I've said alcohol, I have to say the only difference between alcohol and drugs is legislation. That's it. Right. right. So in my mind, anyway, when we're talking about addiction, we're talking about recovery and I say drugs by drugs, I mean alcohol as well. So but anyway, how do you feel about this one at the party? Is it effective for you? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty effective. If like somebody's hammered and trying to pass you a drink, and you already have one, they'll just look for somebody else. Well, to give of course, it to you, right? right? Yeah. So, I think we're good on that one. What do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number eleven. Leave the situation. Some situations are too risky to stay in. If you feel pressured, or someone keeps offering you drugs or alcohol, feel free to walk away and go somewhere else. If you're at a party or a club, you may not need you may need to leave the gathering entirely. So, I think this kind of goes back to. What the fuck are you doing at the party in the first place if you're in recovery, right? Yeah, this you know? this is a big one. And, like, I've, I've had to walk 
for like an hour in the cold just to get home. But if that's what you have to do to keep yourself out of that situation so you're on the, the good track, right. that's Fair the right enough. thing to do. Whether it's with drugs, alcohol, or maybe you see somebody that you want to fight at the bar, like just walk away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm down with that one. It's no shame in it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the end of this. Um, that's the end of the list, I should say. It's not quite the end of the show. Okay. So that's the end of the list. One out of 10, what do you give it? I'd give this. A six. A six. So it's a passing grade, but not a great passing grade. Any reason why specifically? or? Uh, I feel like some of these are just really played out and old advice. And there's a lot more that could be said for like turning things down and getting okay. yourself out of okay. it. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show there, Sarcasmo. And now we get to my favorite part of the show, guys, and that's the Daily Gratitudes. Daily Gratitudes, guys, are... Uh, to me, they've been an integral part of my recovery and for a lot of people that I know as well. At the end of the day, taking stock of the good shit in your life can only lead to good shit. Now, I'm really happy to say that now, for, for now, anyway, the Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by the No New Friends podcast. It's a podcast about adulting in a really funny, in a really funny way. These guys are fantastic. Check them out, guys. Uh, no New Friends are on all your major podcasts and our podcast platforms. And I guarantee you're going to have a laugh. So thank you to them for that. Now, the Daily Gratitudes, when I do have a guest on, if I get to ambush them with them giving me them. So I need three out of you, Sarcasmo. Give me three things that you are grateful for today. Okay. I'm grateful to have had three meals today. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. Yeah. And I'm grateful for my family and all the love that they give me. That is, that's awesome. And, and here's the thing about Gratitudes, guys, is... You know, quite often I do these like big grand ones or try to, and at the end of the day, it's the little ones, especially when you're in early recovery. It's the, it's the simple ones that matter so, so much. Three meals, right? Your family, you're like, these are like, fuck the big man when you're, when you're coming out of the bad stuff. So thank you for that. And my last gratitude guys, as I tend to do, I want to give it out to the listeners. You guys are, every time you share this, every time you tell a friend about it, every time you download an episode. You are contributing to something that I feel is really big, and that is the ability to pass on this message. And the message is huge. And the message is this, guys. If you are an addict in active addiction right now, please make today the day. Make today the day that you reach out to a family member, that you call into detox, that you go to a meeting, that you do whatever the hell it is you need to do to start that lifelong journey of healing, because it really is better on this side. And if you're the loved one of an addict, you just took the time to listen to this episode, and I appreciate you so much for doing that. If you could just take another minute out of your day, text that loved one and let them know that they are loved. Use the words, you are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing that brings you back. My body's getting cold, my life is running low. Bill me falling, my life is running out. I pray I'd make it now. But if I don't, it will be okay. You another day, and I'm not scared to go. It will be okay. I'll find you another way, and I'm not scared to go because when I die, I'll be happier.
Spread my way.